I'm 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 a little nervous because the onesie that I'm gonna wear, I must bag. take the whole thing off to pee. So sexy, yeah, sexy. <laughs> That's it's gonna be fun, guys. Welcome to That's the Spirit It's Halloween weekend. It's Halloween weekend. Go out. I'm hoping somebody sees my. Uh, I guess you would call it a silhouette. Ooh, underneath my pizza costume. Yes. Um, which I am going to wear like a sandwich board. Yes. I'm looking at it right now. God, it's gorgeous. It's got like three giant pepperonis on it. And it's I know. really, really beautiful and very, very comfortable it looks. Yeah, thank you, Target. Yeah. I thought about doing pizza-themed nails, mm. but then I painted a set of press-on nails to be Halloween-themed, and I'm going to wear those. They're, they should and probably be in MoMA. It took me many hours. <laughs> yeah, they should be in MoMA. They're, they're gorgeous. We'll thank post you. an Instagram picture of it. Speaking of Instagram... <laughs> This week I posted a photo and video of something my dad did, which is... Hang a spooky ghost in the yard. I got home from uh, Vermont last week, actually, and was driving in pitch black, and I drive into my driveway, and I'm like, what is that? Honestly, not cool of him to not give you a heads up. Yeah, no heads up, and he had hung a spooky ghost, and he told me it took him three hours to do, and at first I was like, what? (laughs) But now I love it, and I really want it up all year. I just want to know why it took him so long to do. It Well, I kind of get why it took him so long, because it really does look like it's a ghost. The video I saw is, pun intended, haunting. Mm-hmm. It's haunting. At night, it's even better. Oh, you should find a way to get, like, do they make floodlights that are black lights? That would be cool. Ooh. Right? Wouldn't that be cool? I think they do. They should if they don't. Yeah. On the color-changing light bulb, I have in my, like, college dorm lamp behind you. Um, whenever I turn it to, like, like a, an undersea blue, which mm. I do usually at night. Sure. Um, it acts very similar to a black light. Really? And it kind of scares me if I wake up in the middle of the night because I have those, like, retro... Right. Like... Neon. Old rainbow neon sheets with, like, flowers on them. But in the dark blue light in the middle of the night, they look like they're on a black light. And I'm like, am I in a basement? <laughs> that happened to me last night. Because I have um, a family of four ghosts as a temp tat on my hand right now. <laughs> yeah. And they're glow in the dark. So last night, in the dark, as I was sleeping, I, like, shifted, opened my eyes, and I was like, (gasps) oh, Oh it's just my hand. They're very glowy. We'll see tonight, because, guys, we're going going. to a party. We are going to a party, hosted by our friend Nat. And Alyssa Varner, who we got to do some shout-outs, because these two folks are, like, incredible artists and creatives. Alyssa's art is gorgeous. Yeah, check out her. Um, she's a graphic designer. Check out her website. Alyssa Varner. It's incredible. She also last year did a series of women in horror oh, portraits. It's so good. And it's incredible. We'll find a way to link to that. Yeah. Um, Nat does Nat Townsend's Downtown Variety Hour at UCB East. Nat is hilarious. And it is so, so good. He also has a podcast called Write and Subscribe Podcast with Peter Noss. You should give it Mm -hmm. a check out. If you are really into podcasts like Steph and I are, Mm -hmm. you will think it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. It is amazing. It's really good. Woo! Guys. I'm excited for Halloween weekend. I'm so excited for Halloween weekend. We had had been talking about 
Halloween culture in general before mm-hmm. starting to record. And Robin mentioned to me that sometimes Halloween's just been about going it's, to parties and like cooking up with people. Part. It's a makeout holiday. I don't know why. Maybe just maybe just something something about me. I've never okay been that one year that, that you mentioned though. You did go out and dance with, and I'm forgetting his name, but the mysterious masked man or whoever it was. No, no, no. Let me, let me, okay, correction. Okay, I will say that that night was a blur for me, so you tell me. I did end up going with like a group of 20 people I didn't know. From my house. I had a party. From Robin's house to a bar next door, which is just like. It is a dance makeout bar. A disgusting, hepatitis C gutter. gutter. Yeah, like full of idiots. (laughs) If you fall on the ground, you do have to go to the hospital just for yes. touching it. Like yeah, you honest. have hep C now. Mm-hmm. Um, we went, and there I was a man, <laughs> a Frenchman, who was just, none of us knew him in a Mr. Bean out. Like, <laughs> he had a Mr. Bean mask That's on. That's what it was, yeah. And I had been spending <laughs> like almost... Like the Phantom of the Opera, but yeah. Mr. Bean. <laughs> I had spent an hour being like, who are you? Why are you here? Take that off. Let us see your face. Or leave. <sighs> And we'll never know. Like five minutes later, I just like, I think I just came back here and then I went home. I don't know. But I did not, nor would I ever dance with a Mr. Bean masked stranger. Look, I can't dispute you because I was not at the bar, but he was going up to people and like doing like a hip thrust, one of these, like a cool dance. Yeah. And people were just acting like, you know. Get away from me, Mr. Bean. Yes, he could have yeah. been vomiting near them, and the reaction would have Blech. been the same. Blech. Well, anyway, yeah, that's one to live up to tonight. I also watched all of Stranger Things season two yesterday, the second it came out. I'm not done yet. Um, no spoilers. I won't tell you anything that happens. But it's I amazing, watched, and I love it's it. Good. I watched Hostel Part Two, also really good. I thought before I rewatched it that it was like the women all get revenge. Most of them die. I'm sorry. I don't. Bummer. I no longer recommend it as a feminist. Thrill. I'm also halfway through Mindhunter, which ooh, it's good. It's good. It's John really Groff, good. So good. Is that is that the main guy? Mm-hmm. He's he like is, a Broadway guy. He is great. He is completely creeping me out, though. Yeah, I think that's the point. Like, he's creeping me out so bad. I know. Also, I'm sorry. Maybe this is just me. I can't reconcile. That girl would never date him. Well, no. But also, I can't reconcile the way that his body looks in those old-timey clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, from the, like, shirtless scenes, I know that you're super hot. Mm-hmm. But you look like a weird, like... Pudge in like a shirt tucked into a high pants. I think it's really hard to pull off like a light colored shirt tucked into a darker colored pants. He, ca- I don't think, I don't think it's doing him any justice. It's not doing him a he single look, favor. He, he no. doesn't look bad. He, no, he doesn't look bad. look bad, but it doesn't accent his best. You know, I'm being very objectifying right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed. You but know, it's Halloween. You know what? I don't care. I <laughs> actually don't care. Because when you're watching Mindhunter, you do need to focus on something like, how does a hot guy look in a shirt? Because it's so <laughs> disturbing. Parts of it. I did not find it to be disturbing. But then again, I also fell asleep to Hostel Part 2 last night. So I find even the intro a little disturbing because you're shown flashes of what you... What you perceive to be certainly something disgusting about a dead body, but you can't identify exactly what. So you feel oh, like you're getting I didn't like even notice that. Wait, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you didn't notice that? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, in the beginning of True Blood, they used to show a really fast-forward shot of a fox, uh, like a dead fox decomposing. Like, it was just like a fast-motion, like, time-lapse. I love that video. Yeah, and um, I feel like that was, at the time, I was like, oh, my God. But that was, like, 10 years ago. Now I'm like, it doesn't bother me. No, this is, like, subliminal messages style. I didn't notice that then you're very heavily influenced by things that you don't perceive in the world that you should I mean, you should worry. I think at this point <laughs> I've just been destroyed yeah like sensitivity wise <laughs> and nothing I mean I spent a lot of time on ron.com as a youth mm. and um yeah it just doesn't phase you anymore. I the the last time I remember feeling horrified at something was, like, the first time I heard a 9-11 phone call, like, a real oh. one. But then from then on, I was like, well, that was the worst thing that I could ever hear. Yeah. So nothing from then on. I mean, like you really listened to the Jonestown up. Massacre, like, for fun. Oh, I listened to it going to a jog the other day. Yeah. In all fairness, it was in part of a, a podcast, um, Case File podcast. Mm. Um, they play parts of the tape. But, again, I will never forget the time that I was listening to it on, I think... Oh, I think it was an old episode, maybe, of Sword and Scale. And I, like, got off the train and got into the car with my mom, and my phone auto, like, connected to her Bluetooth <laughs> and started playing the Jonestown tape. <laughs> and I was just like, let me explain. <laughs> I also one time made my whole family listen to it on Thanksgiving. That's, you know, if if you did one thing, it was bring families together. And I think... <laughs> I think that's uh, in line with his teachings. I was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't make a good house guest, and I do, I guess, <laughs> apologize to my family, but it's one of those things where it's, like, so horrible that you, you can't need be alone someone else to yeah. experience it. One time, one Thanksgiving, like my freshman year in college or something, I forced my whole family to watch Blade Runner. And I was like, you guys don't understand movies? Like, I was doing that thing of being like... Were you like, I go to Emerson now. Yeah, I was like, I'm at a film school. You don't understand anything. And, like, no one here was tears alive. Tears in the and, rain. Like, yeah, tears in the rain. Everyone listen to this wonderful, wonderful Oh, my God. Monologue. I cannot wait to see our coworker and friend Kate is making oh an incredible-looking Blade Runner costume. She's going to be Rachel from Blade Runner, and I can't wait to see it. She should do it. For a living, dress up yeah. every day as a different thing because she's so good at she's it. She's really good at it. It's really unbelievable. Also, an incredible gra- graphic designer whose work you should check out. Mm-hmm. Just uh, so many shout outs. So today. many shout outs. So many shout outs. Um, Do you have for me? A ghosty goo. I mean, you better believe I do. Oh, good. It's the fucking time of year. Oh, this podcast is brought to you by Boggle Vineyards, Essential Red, 2015, California. Boing, boing, Old Vine. I'm just going to keep on listing the wines we're, we're reading until I am one simultaneously, of them I am sponsors double fisting us. with a shipyard pumpkin ale. And it is delicious. Oh, yeah. Can you top me on? I certainly will. Here's some ASMR. Ooh, you feel that? Mmm. ASMR, mm. baby. All right. She Today, really is drinking both. I am drinking It's incredible. Well, the, do you want to try this? It's actually I do. really good. Really I am good. allergic to gluten, but here oh, I go. Oh, I'm so sorry. You don't have to do it. I'm still going to. It is pumpkin-y. Just it tastes it's delish. Mm-hmm. It's real good. She's got a koozie on it. I do for my friend Brennan's wedding. Delightful. Thank you, Brennan. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about actually one of my favorite paintings Ooh. in the world. 
called <gasps> The Hands Resist Him. Yes! A painting yes! by the artist Bill Stoneham. Oh, I'm now, so glad you're doing this. We are going to, I'm going to start oh. off showing you a photo of this painting. Oh. God, I love it. Oh, God. So much! It's, it's, this is, why haven't we realized yet that these are the kids in that painting in that in the mirror at my house. Oh, stop! Like, they literally well, look so much Maybe like because one of them isn't a kid at all. It's a doll. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, the painting... <gasps> it, this was made in 1972. My whole spine is cold God, now I'm that you told me that. I you to Google this if you're listening right now. If not, I'll post it on our Instagram. But to set the scene, oh, man. the painting shows a young boy and a female doll standing in front of a glass-paneled door against which many hands are pressed... The hands are small. One source has called them child-sized. The boy's eyes are black slits. The girl's bottomless black holes. And you know that I love a scary painting. I bought the painting that's hanging up in my living room, which I'm pretty sure my roommates don't appreciate. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Called Deimos, the name of the god of terror, by the artist Dragon Bibin. And it is a painting of a dog looking cautiously at, like, a door with, like, just a black nothingness behind it. I love it. A slightly ajar door. I bought it because I love being scared. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's like, you know, I recently read something that defined terror and horror differently. Yes. They are very different. And one of them, terror, is, uh, I would say, what that photo represents. Yes. It's which is fear like of the unknown. The moment basically. right before something happens mm-hmm. or anticipating something that yep. you would be horrified, horrified by. by. So horror is when you're actively watching horror unfold. Terror yes. is like the pre horror. Mm-hmm. And God, I love it. Yeah. And this painting is nothing but terrifying. It's great. So Stoneham himself, both the paintings, this oh, painting, yeah, both paintings, you guys look up look. the other guy, Dragon Bean. He's great. Dragon Bean. Bill Stoneham said that this painting is based off a photo of himself from his childhood. Um, his first wife, Rohan, had just wrote, written a poem called "Hands Resist Him" about Stoneham's experience being adopted and thus never knowing his biological siblings. Oh, so sad. it is like this combo of. Uh, like this poem that his wife wrote about his real experience being adopted and then this actual photo of him as a child combined creatively into like this painting. Um, So of the actual hands in the artwork, Stoneham has said, quote, the hands were all of the possibilities. You were left with the question, are these dismembered hands? Are they floating there in space or are they connected to bodies? Ooh. The last time he personally saw the painting in real life was at an art gallery in L.A. in the early 70s. His own painting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and this was at a gallery owned by a man named Charles Feingarten. Uh, an art critic at the L.A. Times, Henry Seldes, reviewed the installation. And then at the end of the show... How'd it do? Um, was it panned? No, I think it, I think it went well, yeah. At the end of the show, John Marley, an actor from The Godfather, he, like, plays the guy who wakes up with the horse's head in his bed. Sure. I don't know how to say this, but I've never seen The Godfather. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but that guy bought the painting. I'm disappointed in you. You know I don't have the patience. We'll do it one day. Yeah, we'll do it one day. I'll buy you a pie or something and get you to sit there <laughs> for three hours. Well, I'll just take a nap. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway... All three of those men that I just named died after coming into contact with the painting. 
Although Marley, Wait, I'm sorry, the mm-hmm. the curator. Yep, the curator, the, the reviewer, and the guy who bought and the painter, it. Died oh, and the after, guy who yep. bought it. Yep, not they the painter. All himself. died okay. after coming into contact with it. Although the fi- the owner Marley sold it before he died. The first two guys died within a year of coming into contact Jesus. with it. Yeah. Um, for 15 years at least, the painting laid abandoned behind a California brewery slash art space covered in dust. Nobody saw it for a 15 brewery? years. A mm-hmm. Imagine like the waitress or server who was like, Just being like why the like that fuck painting. is this here? I really yeah. don't like that painting. Yep. Um, so it sat there for 15 years until the year 2000 when it turned up in an eBay listing. Accompanying the listing was an all-caps description. Quote, When we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. But one morning, our four-and-a-half-year-old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room during the night. What? Yeah. And the seller goes on to say, like, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but my husband does. So he set up a motion detector camera in the room and said it purportedly captured the pictures or the uh, the image of the boy in the painting quote seemingly exiting the painting under threat and he said that in the motion like captures he watched the boy crawl from the painting no yep. no no and said no. the last two pictures purport to show the doll coming to life and using a gun held in her hand to force the boy to leave the painting no this, that is a quote from the bbc yeah what Yep. Do they have so the like, girl video of this? Is a doll. No, but there are photos which I did look at, and they're fucking terrifying. I want to see them. Yeah. Um, so the girl who is a doll in the painting, she's a doll, but just for our listeners, she's like the she size looks of what a girl like a would normal be. Normal girl, but yeah. then when you see her eyes, and she also has those marionette lines coming down from her mouth. Yeah, and like the joints in her arms yeah. and stuff. Or but apparently, like in the middle of the night on camera, he caught her like threatening the boy figure with a gun and he crawls out of the painting. And that is according to the BBC. Um, And then in the same listing, there is the following disclaimer, quote, warning, do not bid on this painting if you are susceptible to stress-related disease, faint of heart, or are unfamiliar with supernatural events. This painting may or may not possess supernatural powers that could impact or change your life. Oh, and my God. The seller also asks if anyone knows someone who's qualified to bless their house after the painting is gone. Oh so a God. lot of people actually said they experienced supernatural phenomena after merely viewing the eBay listing. Yeah. Like the well, fucking ring. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me because it's a piece of artwork, which is like even just peering at it, yeah. no matter what it's form. It's deeply unsettled. I feel like because it was created to be seen. Yeah. Well, fuck. One person said after they well, saw we just the lifted listing, it. Yeah, Damn I've it. looked at it like a hundred times today. Um, one person reported after they looked at the listing, hearing an exorcist type voice along with a blast of hot air. Another Ooh. reported that he became ill while viewing it and had to burn white sage to cleanse his house afterward. Another reported blackouts and mind control experiences. Seems a little personal, but... Yeah, I feel like... Still. Anyway, eventually yeah. the painting was sold. So it was sold 
through eBay. Okay. Um, to gallery owner, a guy named Kim Smith, for $1,025. Honestly, a steal for a Not a bad painting. price. Not a bad mm-hmm. price. Smith, to his credit, seems unaffected by it. Saying, I wish I could report a bizarre happening or mind possession type of thing, but the unusual things only started happening with the first email when prayers and quotes from the scriptures from a man of faith started coming in, as well as advice as to how to clean my residence of this evil thing from a Native American shaman in Mississippi. Reports of people being repulsed, made physically (laughs) ill, or suffering from a blackout or mind control experiences. So his only weird thing was the emails. Yeah. Smith also said he's only been asked to show the painting a total of six times ever. And so it sits in storage at his gallery in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Although prints are available for anybody brave enough to display it in their home. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. So that you know, painting is just chilling in storage. I feel like, th- like that makes complete sense to me. He's like, yeah, nothing weird's happened. Yeah, dude, it's not hanging. Like it's not displayed. It's, it may it's as not well be hanging up in his home, back in the brewery where right. nothing happened then either. Right. Its power lies in like living in a home. Yeah. So like being seen. Oh, that is like so scary. Most of the terror of this story is really only effective when you see it. So I will yeah. post a photo because it is dark. It's really dark. I also like really enjoy the concept of things being powerless to affect you unless you're consciously aware of them. Like Skeleton Key, my favorite film. Like Skeleton Key, which, which we yelling, call out I don't believe. I don't every believe. single time. Or like in movie. Doctor Who with the angels. Like if you're not looking at them, whether or mm-hmm. if you're looking at them... Um, never mind. I'm just becoming too much of a nerd. No, I know about Doctor Who. But. Don't blink. mm Mm-hmm. Don't blink. Um, yeah. No, there is, like, power in genuinely just recognizing something. Yeah. And, like, making eye contact with it. Which Mm -hmm. is, it scares me a lot. Because, like, with a thing like a painting or even, like, an Annabelle doll. Right. My instinct is to be like, well, of course I want to look at this thing. Like, it's so much harder Mm -hmm. to drag yourself away from just looking at something than, like, you know, of course I would never pick up Annabelle Mm -hmm. or Robert. But, like, it's hard to be told not to look at something. It really is. And also, I would even say some of the time, even though I don't want to pick up either of those dolls, if for some reason my mind convinced itself that by doing so, it negated their power, it, I would do it. Yeah. That wouldn't make sense. It would be a crazy logic that I'm using and to make myself feel better. And it'd also lead to my death because yeah. they're definitely haunted and want to kill of me. Course. But it's just interesting to me how much power we can relinquish or maintain based on things like just a gaze or mm-hmm. even saying in our own mind, yeah, like, I allow this to happen or I, I don't allow this to happen. Well, I mean, I will say to the painting's credit, like, there are people out there who, like, if you look at them, that seems like a signal to them to talk to you. Like, right. that, that it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like, gaze connotates Like we, last time attention. we talked about the evil eye. 
yeah. and how you can even look at someone unintentionally yes. and curse them. Yeah. Because of the way that you're feeling and the energy that you're giving right. through your fucking Like, eyeballs. I can get mad at a dude on the subway for looking at me when all he was doing was absentmindedly looking around. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, a thing. That's just how it is. And even on my way here, I looked at a woman who had, like, a bunch of suitcases and a backpack on. And I, I looked at her when I got on, and I was like, you should really make more room. And then I was standing there, and now I realize... I was like, that lady is being really annoying. And I chose Mm -hmm. to turn my head and look at her, like, with that intention. Like, you're being horrible. Yeah. Oh, I make that conscious choice a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, maybe that's not great. Maybe I should not be... No, that's my only source of power is looking at people with a bitch face. But I don't want to be throwing negative energy around just like I do to when make it's myself feel better. When it's deserved, okay? Sure. I think I'll save it up for like the ultimate curse when I need it, though. I know. I wish I knew how to actually do anything with my eyes and brain. You do! <laughs> Shut up! Um, so I've heard that you're very excited about your ghost today, and I cannot wait to hear about it. But I, I will say... It is not a ghost. Oh my god, what? In the spirit of Halloween, <gasps> Tell me. I did a monster. Ah! She's drinking a beer and yelling. Which one? At the same time. I did the werewolf. Ah! <laughs> I know it. Tell me y'all. Also, I will I will say I started like I do every week. I started one place thinking like, oh, I know what kind of pod this is gonna lead to. Ended up totally different place my research brings me around the globe Mm -hmm. up and down side to side Mm -hmm. in and out this is perfect because i just watched trick-or-treat also which oh so good includes werewolves guys if you enjoy horror movies about halloween told in vignettes yep (laughs) trick-or-treat definitely watch it also i have heard there's a sequel coming out to what we do in the shadows yes about werewolves but i cannot wait called werewolves (laughs) yeah and I just actually read something that was like the director oh, whose name God. I forget because it's like a, I, a beautiful name. What we do pronounce. in the shadows is one of the greatest movies. You ever. need to watch it right now. It's so we're watch werewolves, it not swear Immediately, immediately watch so it. So funny. It is the best. What was I saying? Oh yeah, he said that like because of the way that they make their movies, which is mockumentary style, a lot mm-hmm. of improvising. It's probably going to be like a few more years, <sighs> but it's worth the wait. Yeah, it's worth the wait because for sure. Oh my God. It, Go Just watch so what good. we do in the shadows. Fuck, it's so good. Oh my god, dude. I cannot wait. Also, Fuck me because Oh no, I can't. I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. What show are you even talking about? I was going to talk about a character in What We Do in the Shadows who transforms into a werewolf and then he's going to be in the movie. Oh, I don't even remember that from the movie. Okay. So what you were whispering just went way over my head. It's fine. Werewolves. Tell me about them. There's a bunch of nerdy stuff and then a bunch of great stuff. I also say I have. Wow, this hand hand wrote it on graph paper. We got one, two, three, four, five. Jesus, six pages. Metro North. Yep. You certainly did. It's a lot of pages. I wrote dude. six pages of graph paper notes oh on God. werewolves. I and the people wait. next to me were like, what the fuck is this girl into? So, a werewolf. Mm-hmm. A lycanthrope, mm-hmm. as they say. Or lycanthrope. Lycanthrope. Lycanthrope, right? I always second guess myself when it Believe comes to the pronouncing. It's a hard C. It's a widespread belief in Europe. 
rooted mainly in Germanic mm-hmm. shit, uh, Germanic folklore, all related to basically what this all comes down to in the end is that it's a Christian interpretation of paganism and lore in medieval times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Christianization does it again with yeah. turning normal shit into evil stuff. For sure. Also, something that I discovered in my research is that there was a whole, like, persecution of werewolves era, much like the witch trials. Well, because they thought that anybody could transform, like a witch-type person could transform. So when I took my class, Wizards and Witches in France in college, you can be aware whatever. You can. Yeah. You can. And we'll get into that when we... When I talk about how to like transform, but there was there was like a whole part of it where people were being accused of witchcraft, but also accused of being werewolves. Yeah, like shape shifting. Yes, but like specifically wolves, and I think that the reason is because a wolf in Europe was one of like the main predators, and in the time, you know, in the sixteen and seventeen hundreds when this was happening, and like the fifteen hundreds as well, that was. People's livelihoods were like their cattle and their sheep, and people thought a certain way about women and children. So if anything were to happen to them, they were going to think, who should I blame? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, a wolf would yeah, of course. nip at a little lamb or steal a little <laughs> sheep. But also, farmers would fight, and people would fight amongst each other. So you could blame people for shifting different things. Shifting into a wolf at night. Or shifting into a wolf, or try to sabotage their own farms and stuff by saying, you know, they steal from me or maybe they, I don't know, suck my sheep's blood and they're a werewolf. So this was called when they were persecuted lycanthropy, wolf riding, and wolf charming. Oh, fuck yeah. At the end of this, I'm going to give an example of this. Peter Stump. Remember (laughs) that name? This is like one of the craziest things that I've read about. Oh my god. So the etymology, Old English is verwolf, of course, man, wolf. Old High Germanic, very wolf, <laughs> and then Middle High Germanic, Verwolf. Yes, pretty course, similar all around. 15th century, yes. W E R W O L F. There was like a Nazi thing with this where they really they like named a headquarters or some kind of thing after this, after like werewolves, huh. and they that makes just me angry. Fucking ruin everything. Yeah, because fuck off, guys. Werewolves are cool, and leave you them can't, alone. You can't have werewolves. They you already can't took have werewolves. skulls. They already took everything. Yeah, well, they, they took, already like, murdered a lot of my. They people. took lives. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Nazis. It didn't. I mean, we're coming out strong against Nazis on this podcast. Sure, I will say right now, if you're a Nazi, turn this off and never talk to me again. Fuck yourself. Die. I hope that you're dead by yes. the time this comes out, and we won't see you in hell. We'll see you nowhere. You'll be in a special nowhere. hell. Fuck off. I'll be in a comfortable hell like The Good Place. Yes. Also, guys, watch The Good Place. Also, yeah, watch The Good Place. <laughs> Unless you're a Nazi, and then you should fuck off and then you fuck off and then. History! Mainly, I mean, what's interesting is that anywhere that a werewolf, I'm sorry, that a wolf mm-hmm. lives, there's a werewolf tale. There's a werewolf-like well, story. Well, yeah, yeah, I would say, like, yeah, of course, but... I only mean, of course, in the sense that, like, a place where there are never wolves reported are mm-hmm. not going to claim there's well, werewolves sure, there. Sure, of anyway, course. But what I'm, what's interesting about it is that for they, some they reason— They don't just attribute it to wolves. It's yeah, werewolves. For some reason, this animal, even though there are hundred, thousands of animals sure. living in these places— Were-dog. Anywhere that there's a wolf, you have this idea that people transform into them. Right. And uh, the lore that is mainly— 
present in America is a combination of Germanic, Western, European lore, and Native American lore. Oh, wow. They kind of, like, combined into, like, a super werewolf lore, and that's what we have here. Okay. So, strongly, strongly influenced, as I said, by Germanic paganism. Mm -hmm. However, this idea does date back to ancient Greece. There's the myth of Herodotus in histories that was written by this person. There's a tribe that transforms into wolves for a couple days out of the year and mm-hmm. then comes back out. There's also an Ovid's Metamorphosis. If you would like to read it, the Ted Hughes translation is wonderful. Shout um, out to Ted Hughes. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. There's also um, Remus and Romulus, right? Yes, yes, yes. For some reason, I mean, Romulus and Remus is like a Roman thing. That's like how oh, okay. Rome was... Founded Didn't they suckle or on a wolf, though? They did, yes. They're okay. like Mowgli's. Um, if anyone doesn't know no, who Mowgli yeah, is, that's, that's legit. Um, so in Ovid's Metamorphosis, there's this story of Lycaon, 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 I think, who was a god who killed one of Zeus's sons and fed him to him to see if he would notice. Mm-hmm. Zeus was like, I know this is my son you're feeding to me. Zeus devouring his son, that terrifying painting. Yes. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his punishment was that he turns into, like, a wolf person. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we have this concept. Also, like I mentioned with Evil Eye, Pliny the Elder, all kinds of guys talk about... Old-timey smarties. Old-timey smarties talking about transforming into wolves left and right. In the Middle Ages, the concept of a... I mean, like, it wasn't firmly a thing yet. But it was, like, starting to flesh out. In the Viking Age, Harold I of Norway was said to have a... I cannot pronounce this. Umlaut? L-T-H-E-D-N-A-R. So, like, Ultedner? Wolf-coated men. He was said to have this, like, thing where the berserkers, you know, they wore bear hides. Sure. Okay. This was the same exact thing as a berserker, but it's you wore a wolf hide. Okay. But he, Harold I of Norway, was said to just have, like, a wolf body, Can I you guess. tell me what a berserker is? I don't know that. A warrior. Okay. So you know that term, like, they went berserk. Mm-hmm. It's referring to this, like, Nordic Viking warrior person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, also reminds me of the Norsemen, who I mm. did see again <gasps> this week. I'll give you an update. Dude. I didn't even tell you yet, Robin. You didn't even tell I'll give you an update at the end of this. At the end of this, I know. In modern history, 16th century France, lots of reports of werewolf attacks. France loves a fucking werewolf. Yep, but I will say that a lot of them were either people that were just convicted of murder and cannibalism, or just attacks by wolves that had nothing to do with people. So there's just no links like betwixt. Um, Interest peaked in the 16th and early 17th century as part of witch hunts, as I was saying. A bunch of trees were written in France about werewolves. There were some sightings. It was a teenage werewolf that was sentenced to (gasps) life imprisonment. Teen wolf? Teen wolf. An actual teen wolf sentenced to life imprisonment in in Bordeaux in 1603. Also convictions in 1608 and 1624. Um, Yes, so what does a werewolf look like? Tell me. Well, does it there's look a like bunch a wolf? of or like <laughs> the characteristics vary widely. Okay. So like culture to culture. So you can either it's a transformation from man or woman 
into wolf. They can be temporary or permanent. Frau wolf. Frau wolf. It could be, so the werewolf itself could be the person physically transformed or a double or a doppelganger <gasps> who leaves no, the real man unchanged. Or and he like sends it out into the night for yes. him. Fuck yeah. Or the soul who leaves the body in a trance and then goes out and devours people and things. Damn. Or a familiar. Oh, I which, love a familiar. If you don't know, we'll probably have to do a whole pot on this, but it's like an animal that is your proxy. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically like the connection between a familiar and their owner is so strong that any injury that happens to either happens to the other. Dang. This is also referred to as repercussion Ooh. to have like a familiar where this event occurs. Wow. Yeah. Page page three. <laughs> In human form, you can there are some ways you can look at somebody and be like, you're a werewolf. What? I know. Can you like let me know yes. so I can be on the alert? Here are some traits. Unibrows. Oh, fuck. But like meet way deep down, like in a V near the bridge of the nose. Oh, well then we're, we gotta. Yeah. I mean. I mean, but you can, you can wax it. You can pluck that. You can, I don't know. Sure. You can get rid of that. You can hide it. In these ages? I wouldn't rely on that. No, you can't rely on that one. Curved nails. Also, you can fix that. Like clubbed or what? Like no, curved nails that nails? come in like, um, like hooks. Oh, okay. Like a, like a dog's. Yes. Like. Claws. A, yeah. Um, low set ears. Can't add that. I mean, I don't know if I've ever noticed that on a person. Well, now you will. I will tonight. Yep. And a swinging stride. So somebody looks like they're lumbering about. <laughs> Apparently. What if that's me, though? Also, if you're, if you want to get arrested for assault, but you need to know if someone's a werewolf, you can cut their flesh and underneath Fur will be seen beneath the wound. <laughs> well, that's like trick or treat when they rip off their hot girl yes. skin. <laughs> oh my god, I love so it so good. much. But like, that's what in like the 15, 16, 1700s they thought you could do this, and fur would be beneath the yeah, skin. That would be pretty tight. In Russia, there was also this thing of having bristles under your tongue. Ooh, I know. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate. That. I don't like that at all. In wolf form, this also varies by culture. So. Basically, you look like a wolf. Sure. But in a lot of places, it was a wolf with no tail. That's interesting to oh me God, because... Like a scully cat. She's a mink. Like a scully cat. Um, but that's interesting to me because when they said... when They thought that when witches transformed into... Shapeshifted into mm-hmm. animals, that animal would, would have, have no it. tail. Oh. So that's why they thought a werewolf wouldn't have a tail because now, it's like a person transforming. In the like flip side of that, if a person for some reason was born with a tail, do you know if they were ever assumed to be a werewolf? I didn't come across that in any of my research, but being born with a certain set of attributes does matter. Yeah. Okay. Not having a tail, though. Okay. Surprisingly. Okay. Um, also, it's said to be obviously much larger than a real wolf, yeah. and in some places have huge. human eyes no. and a human voice. No. I don't like it. Unless it's Edward or <laughs> fucking... <laughs> what are you talking about? Jacob from Twilight. <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen the don't Twilights. Don't get me started. Or read the Twilights. Um, after wolf form, so once it transforms back to human form, it... Basically, is just like super tired, depressed, and nervous, which is me all the time. Oh no! How do we know? I know. If we haven't been in wolf form. We don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing also is that some people, well, I'll get into this, but if you're involuntarily transforming, you don't remember what's happening to you. Oh, no. Yeah. So, except so, hang on, wait, blah, 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 blah. Oh, right. In Europe, it was also thought that werewolves ate recently buried corpses. Gross. Which is a gross thing. But I think that that, I didn't read this anywhere, but I think that that might have been a thing about grave robbing so that I think I've talked about it on this podcast, Mm -hmm. how a lot of people would rob graves to give um, bodies to hospitals for um, dissecting. Right. They'd pay a lot of money because there was a shortage Mm -hmm. because you could only dissect people that were sentenced to death and killed. Right. So that's a whole thing. We'll get into that some other time. Um, In Phoenix, Scandian werewolf, which I don't know where that is. I didn't look this up, but apparently a Phoenix-Scandian werewolf is an old woman who had poison-coated claws, could paralyze cattle and kids with their gaze, dude. That's awesome! I know. I kind of want to be this. How do I become a werewolf? How do I become a werewolf? The easiest way is taking off all your clothes and putting on a belt made of wolf skin. Well, you lost me at taking off all your clothes. But that's the most simple (laughs) way. (laughs) That does feel too easy. Yeah. Other ways, magic salves. Of course, every single thing you can use a magic salve. You can drink uh, rainwater out of the footprint of a wolf. I mean, that, okay, no, that seems like so far the most complicated way. Yeah, but I also like that way the best, I think. In Sweden, Linovian werewolves, you were initiated by drinking a special beer as you sip your pumpkin beer. Hell yeah. No, dude, I kind of want to be one. No, I would love that. Um... And then you got to do like a whole ritual, but whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna in France and Germany, on Wednesday or Friday night in summer, mm-hmm. if it is a full moon, you can sleep outside with a full moon shining on your face to become a, a that's werewolf. That's it? Yeah, that's it. I feel like I've done that by accident. I've done it every single summer by accident. There's also, of course, the old satanic allegiance. Oh, well, yeah. Yep. You can get cursed. You can eat a wolf brain. <laughs> Hard to come by these days. Yep. Oh wait, I need my I need my wolf for this one. Okay. No, there's Richard Verstigen in his writings, Restitution of Decaying Intelligence, also published in my blog, sixteen twenty eight. Where is this? I need to find this really great quote. So he says, certain sorcerers who having anointed their bodies with an ointment which make by the instinct of the devil, and putting on a certain enchanted girdle, does not only unto the views of others seems wolves, but to their own thinking have both the shape and nature of wolves, so long as they were the said girdle. And were they to dispose themselves as very wolves, and worrying and killing and most of human creatures. I don't know what that last sentence is. Wait. But basically he was like, make... A, yes, a girdle comes up a lot now. Make a pack with Satan. We're a girdle. You're a werewolf. Oh, fuck. I know. I'm, I mean, I'm halfway there. Yeah. Another way? Divine punishment. Okay. So, like in the myth of Lycan, Zeus makes him into a, a, a werewolf. Gods and angels can allegedly also do the same. Okay. One way, excommunication, excommunication by the Roman Catholic Church. If you're, if you're excommunicated, you're said to become a werewolf. Wait, automatically? This is truly the easiest way. Wait, 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 <laughs> yes. wait. That means that thousands of people throughout history are werewolves. 
yes. automatically become one if you are, or do you get to choose to become one if you At are? At some point, you were in. They said you were involuntarily transformed into a werewolf if you were excommunicated by the Roman Catholic Church. Now, I don't know if this was a belief for a year, 20 years, 25, 50, <laughs> if it's still true to this day. I have I mean, we no just, idea. I bet we could just email them and get excommunicated. I, like, pretty much with just by making this podcast yeah. am excommunicated by the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. It's fine. I have no ties to them. One cool thing. So, St. Thomas Aquinas wrote this thing down. It's like his dictum. I'm I'm going to read it because you know I I just know that you hate me reading Latin in your room, so I'm going to read it. Come on, omnis angeli boniet male. I'm not pronouncing this right. Every angel ex virtut naturali habent potestatum transmutandi corpora nostra. All angels, good and bad, have the power to transmutate our bodies. So basically, a saint and an angel can. Transform you into that lines up a werewolf. With what we've learned about angels. It absolutely has. And St. Patrick was said to transform a Welsh king into a, a wolf. Oh. Yes? Well, it must be nice. Counter theory. Oh, no. In 1692, an 80 year old man named Thies in Lenovia. fuck everything up, Thies. Testified, no, you're going to love this, under oath that he and other werewolves were the, quote, hounds of God. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Warriors who went down into hell to battle witches and <gasps> demons. What? Oh, yes. I love this man. Why? Why did he do this? Tell me. So that the devil wouldn't take their grain. Oh. That's a good reason. I love It's all bread. about the grain. It's all about the grain. Bread. 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 Honestly, bread. though, if you do research the last, like, 500 years, it's all about the grain. Well, yeah. Forever. Grain is life. What did he do? What did he get when he was sentenced for this? Ten lashes for idolatry and superstitious beliefs. I'll take it. That would be me every day. Yeah. Um, how do you... What are the remedies? How do you not be a werewolf? I don't... I mean, say them, but I don't want to use them. You're not going to like this first one. Uh-uh. Exercise for a long time. No. Purge the werewolf from you. No, I'm not going to. Traditionally, though, there are three ways to cure it. Medicinally, with wolfsbane, which is an alleged... You know, to be sprouted mm-hmm. from weeds, watered by the drool of Cerberus while he was brought out of the underworld by Hercules. Gross. You know that old yarn. They sell it at enchantments. Mm-hmm. Um, one one thing to note when you're trying to cure a, a werewolf, unlike Dracula's and demons, uh, religious a Frankenstein. Uh, yes, a Frankenstein artifacts don't work on them. Like okay. a cross in holy water, don't even bother. Don't waste your breath. Yeah. Sicilian remedies, hit one on the forehead with a knife. <laughs> well, that'll kind of get rid of anything. Sure. If you hit it on the forehead with a knife. Or drive two nails into its hands. Yeah, that'll really do it. Which, I'm not sure, I didn't find anything, any proof about this, but if there's silver, that also lines up with a bunch of other oh, different right. things. Address it three times with its Christian name, its God-given name. Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie. Yeah, it's a pretty easy way. I don't know if it works. Convert it to Christianity, of course. Fucking come on. (laughs) Okay, the Danish remedy is my favorite. Okay. Merely scold it. Oh. Bad werewolf. That's Bad werewolf. That's the one that I am going to try. Also, the werewolf could kneel for 100 years without being addressed or disturbed. Um, I don't know what that means, but okay. Just kneel on your knees and no one bothers you for 100 years. If you are the werewolf? Yeah. 
why? So that you, that's like one way to cure yourself of being oh. a werewolf. Oh my god! Yeah, you can kneel for a hundred years. I don't know a werewolf can. Like I guess an hour. So all this, all this stuff was in like you know the Europe's. In the old times, mm-hmm. but what about us here in the sure, America? Sure, I wish you would tell me. Basically, like I said, it's a combination of a bunch of different like shapeshifter and Wendigo lore and yeah. what they're bringing over from Germany. So, in modern America, and also Germany, we believe that werewolves are vulnerable to silver. And pretty much only vulnerable to silver. Why is that? There was this... In German lore, there was this, like, 19th century thing. It was the Beast of Jevendon. Jevendon. Yes. No, I'm sorry, 18th century. In France. Yes. Murdering and it was people. it was murdering people, and they killed it with a silver bullet. There's a really good lore episode about it. There is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that from then on, it, it like, became a thing. Mm, okay. So much so that in 1640, in Griffswald, Germany, there was a town that was alleged to be infested by werewolves. They collected thimbles, belt buckles, anything made of silver, Thimble. melted it down into bullets, and exterminated them. That's so expensive. Yep. So it's basically not, unless it's the 1640 case, there's not, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. This note is about the full moon. <gasps> Tell me! It's not until, like, the 1900s that the full moon even becomes a cause for transformation. Mm-hmm. We did have that case of, like, if you accidentally sleep underneath a full moon, you become a werewolf in the summertime. Yeah. But in terms of transformation, not really a thing until the 1900s. I also want to point out that, like, a lycanthrope mm-hmm. is today a term for somebody who's mentally ill and believes that they've turned into an animal. Oh, wow. And it's interesting because... A lot of people who were accused of being werewolves were actually epileptic or had mental illness. Mm. So, I don't know. Full fucking circle. That is sad. Yeah. Another thing that you can involuntarily be a werewolf by, I guess, is if you're born born in the cow, in the birth sack. Oh, yeah. Born with a lot of hair or a certain birthmark. In Russia, just if you're born on Christmas. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Christmas Eve. That's not their fault. It's not your fault. So there's a big difference between choosing to transition and involuntary. So if you yeah. choose to be a werewolf, you're in league with the devil or you're one of those hounds of God. Mm-hmm. Or if you're involuntary, you're born with it or it's like a health issue. Sad. Now I want to get to this one example I mentioned earlier. Peter Stump. Yes, tell me about Stump. The werewolf of Bedburg. Oh my god, uh, where is that? Is it in uh, Germany? Is sounds it in England? Like it. It's a Berg, I don't know. So I'm sure it's in Germany. Yeah, a Berg is probably Germany. He was executed on October 31st, <gasps> Fuck 1589. That year's so old, it doesn't even exist for me. Yo, Halloween, tell me. 1589. His birth year is not known because the registry was burned in the Thirty Years' War. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) But he was a wealthy farmer, a widower, and he had two children, a girl named Sybil who was older than 15. I love the name Sybil. Me too. It's one of my faves. And a boy who they don't know anything about, and I'll tell you why. So people in the town for like 25 years were saying, this guy is a bloodsucker, literally. (laughs) He is eating goats and lambs and sheep and people. 
So he was accused left and right. Yeah, I mean, that's not cool of him to do. It's really not cool of him to do. And uh, as I was researching him, I was like, did he do it? Did he not do it? Is he evil? Is he not? And it's hard to tell. Because they used a lot of, when they brought him in, they used a lot of torture on him oh, to get him to confess anybody to Anybody will things. say anything under torture. But the way that he described things is really fucked up. Oh, I cannot wait so to So it's like it. a combination of being tortured and confessing, but also saying it in a way that it's like, you don't need to say it that way, man. <laughs> Tell me. After being stretched in Iraq... He confessed to practicing black magic from the age of 12. Mm-hmm. He claimed the devil gave him a magic girdle, mm-hmm. enabling him to transform. After he was arrested, no belt was actually found. Aww. I just want to make sure that I don't have a great quote from him. Yeah, get me a poll quote, please. Yes. He said, he said that the metamorphosis was like this. The likeness of a greedy... Oh, so he transformed into... The likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty, with eyes great and large, which in the night sparkled like fire, a mouth great and wide, which oh, with most sharp and cruel teeth, a huge body and mighty paws. Dang! Yup. Yup. Into that. I know. So, after being tortured more, he confessed to the following. Killing and eating... 14 children. Oh, fuck. One of which was his own son. Oh, no. Killing and eating two pregnant ladies. Oh. And killing and eating their fetuses. Oh. Quote, he ate their hearts. You hate to hear that. Panting, raw, and hot. No, 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 no. See what I'm saying about how maybe he did it, though? (laughs) And he described them as being, quote, dainty morsels. Oh, the thing is, like... A fucked up man can do that. He doesn't have to transform into a wolf. He doesn't. But he did. He was like, I have a, a girl that makes me transform into a wolf. Oh. Mm-hmm. Also admitted to incest with his daughter. Oh. And with another relative. Gross. Also claimed that the devil gave him a succubus to have sex with. Oh, okay, well that seems like a nice thing the devil did. Thanks, guy. Maybe he was like, stop it with the incest. He's yeah. a succubus. Yeah. So, all three of them, the daughter, the other relative, and him were sentenced to execution. And, oh, what an execution it was. Tell me about it. He was put on the wheel. There was... the wheel execution? Oh, you don't even know the start of it, dude. There was flesh torn off of him in nine places with red-hot pincers. Shit. His arms and legs were ripped off, but not before... They were broken with the blunt side of an axe. Oh, fuck. They were they were broken so that he cannot climb out of his grave. Shit. That's yep. real. After that, he was beheaded and burned on a pyre. His daughter and the other woman were flayed, I feel strangled, bad for them. It's not their fault. and burned. Yeah, it's Jesus. really not. They were probably victims in this whole thing. After this all happened, the police put up a pole with a torture wheel and the figure of a wolf on it with Peter's head at the top to warn people Wait, does this, not to become werewolves. Does this have anything to do with the musical piece, Peter and the Wolf? Or is it just a coincidence that his name is Peter? God, I don't think it has anything to do with Peter and the Wolf. Anyway, I, I don't know. But maybe know. it does. It might. 
I didn't actually look into that. Didn't occur to me. Interesting. I was too horrified by picturing How? that that pole. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. Real fucked. Isn't that awesome though? Yeah, of course. I wish somebody would make like an amazing movie about Peter Stump. Oh, another thing I forgot was that one thing. So there's only like two. Only very recently there was like an occultist who found these documents. There's only two existing right now mm-hmm. that I think they were found in like the, the 1920s that explain what happened to this guy. And they they include information about how apparently this monster in an attack got its left paw cut off and how Peter Stumpf didn't have a left hand. Oh, fuck. Now, I don't know if that was his whole life or it was something Guilty that... Guilty as hell. I know. Well, that's the thing of, like, a familiar and having it be... Or if, it, if you are the beast, then what happens to it will happen yeah, to you. for sure. And I mean... If, if that was true, if there was a werewolf whose left hand I cut off, and then a man was like, my left hand has been severed, I'd been like, that's you. Well, we've heard before about tales of women who are accused of being witches, of like, somebody will kill or like hurt a cat, and then the woman is hurt later. And like, that's, that's a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's like, like a whole limb, like the next morning, I'm yeah, like, yeah, you're the course, werewolf. Of course. But it is a familiar linked thing. It's being like, you are connected to this animal, and like I'm going to find you out by doing something to it, and it will affect you, and I know it. That would work on my my cat, Blue. If you hurt him, I'm also hurting him. Scully is not my cat, but God, I love her so hard that if you hurt her, I will just lose my mind, and that's how you'll know that we are connected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My love. Werewolves in modern culture are like, to me, one of the like, Pretty much, probably the sexiest monster. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't get into vampires like other people I do. A vampire, I think. No, I, do I like a werewolf because they're like an awesome LL Bean lumberjack of the modern times. I guess, but all that in terms hair. of monsters. Um, really when mind. I was taking witches and wizards in France, sure, the only class I've ever gotten a full on A in. Mm-hmm. Um, Should have been teaching. There was really. a whole part. At, well, my teacher was French. She knew what she was talking about. She we should get her on the pod. An incredible woman, and she also had like six foot long black hair. Yes. Wore black every day. She was amazing. Oh, I love her. But I remember our werewolf class where she was talking about how in France they have wear bears, mm-hmm. wear cats. Yes, like there are wear everything. Mm-hmm. You can be like a warg, which mm-hmm. is a whole other thing, but. It's basically, yeah, you, I mean, you basically transform into an animal. Mm-hmm. Shapeshifting is something, as in a broader topic, we should talk about for, like, an entire episode. It's yeah, fascinating. for sure. Um, you yeah. don't think a vampire is hot? I mean, I'm sorry, a werewolf? No, I, I do, but, like, I, if, if, if there was one in front of me, okay, this is hard for me because you know how <laughs> I feel about Twilight, the series, which is a real <laughs> deep love-hate relish. And also, when I'm picturing both, I'm just picturing the characters from those terrible, terrible novels and movies. No, just take it outside of that. The thing with a werewolf is, like, that's too much hair, and I don't care for that. I don't want to, like, I don't want to get with a werewolf in the werewolf state. You know what I mean? No, I think it is cooler to be able to transform into a wolf than it is to just have bangs I guess and it's, like, blood. the kind of person that would like choose to be a werewolf i'm more i'm more interested in him than someone who's like i want to be a vampire i'm like get over yourself fuck off i guess but like 
think about if you were like 16 and you had the choice, you probably would have been like, yeah, I'll be a vampire. Well, and that's you're easy. stuck that way forever. That's easy because when I was 16, I was just watching Buffy and like, honestly, I loved both. Well, I loved Spike, so I loved Angel, and I loved What I'm saying is Oz. probably a lot of vampires became that before they knew more about life because they stopped, like, they got them when they were young. I mean, watch an interview yeah. with a vampire. Kirsten Dunst is stunted when she's, like, eight or nine years old, you know? Yes, classic. And then she's furious about it forever. Oh, God. Anyway. um, That was it, though. That's that's werewolves for you. I love that. Thank you. God, I still want to know so much more. There's, that's, I mean, tip of the iceberg. There's so much more on werewolves. I mean, I like the ways that they can get canceled from being werewolves. Mm -hmm. Seems like. A bunch of them are relatively easy, to be Scolding. honest. Scolding, yep. But um, I would like to know more about how to become one. Like, I want to know more ways to become one, so mm-hmm. we should look that up later. I'm not going to get naked and put on a wolf belt. No, you couldn't pay me. No. no. I, I don't know what a wolf belt is. Don't want to get... A belt made of wolf? Or... Yeah, yeah, and that seems like something weird, but when I went to Wolf Haven International... Oh, yeah. ...and petted the wolves, there was a woman in... The visitor center, spinning, okay, with a fucking spinning wheel. A spindle, if you will. A spindle. And the thread that she was working with, another woman sitting next to her, was, like, making more of. And it was from wolf fur, (laughs) you guys. And it fucking stank. because they gotta wash that first. The way that wolves also, if it's not apparent through this podcast, let me just spell out loud that a wolf... I do love mm-hmm. very, very deeply. You have been to the wolf, and they're right? demonized, and they shouldn't be. No, I met a wolf once in in Oregon when I went to that thing. They're so sweet. They're so sweet. They will not hurt you. Even in Europe, there were like the number of times a human was attacked by a wolf was like none. Like they're like to coyotes day, in California. Yeah, there's almost no reports of actual wolf attacks yeah. on people. Yeah, it was mainly just their cattle. Which is just in their nature. You know what? They can't help it. Yep. So, but a wolf, like, the outside of their coat is very thick, water-repellent mm-hmm. hair. Waxy hair. And then the inside is, like, downy. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it traps sweat and smell. Gross. And get, disgusting. It's really gross. But you can go to Wolfhaven, get a belt made for you, spun for you. Honestly, though, I do feel like maybe we should go and just, like try the naked thing out and just, like, see what happens. I'm down for anything. You know, I'll try anything once. Yeah. And I do have my favorite wolf there who won't join the pack. He's a lone wolf and he's all white. And, yeah, I love him. There's only one wolf at the Sloth Sanctuary that I met a wolf at, but it was best friends with a Great Dane dog that mm, surely is dead by now. But... Um, they were a really cute pair, a Great Dane and a wolf, because they were roughly the same size. Really cute. And the wolf jumped up on me and it smooched me. Aww. Oh, if you if you want to go to Wolf Haven and like their website and donate, you can sponsor a wolf. It doesn't cost a lot of money, and I think you should do it because yeah. they're incredible. Do and it. I love them so much. They're wonderful friends. Yeah. I didn't even look into, but of course it's related, mm-hmm. Re- Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, right. But that's a German well, fairy tale. And I would like to once again shout out Emily Carroll's book, Into the Woods, with ends yes. with being 
Wait, I actually have it here, and maybe we can close on this final. Please quote let from us it because it's so prescient and so good. Oh, it's sorry, it's not into the woods; it's through the woods. I I was like, did Robin <laughs> buy the? No, it's not the musical into book the woods. Into, of into the woods. The woods. Um, okay, so it ends with a girl tucked tightly in her bed after walking a spooky woodland trail saying, what a fine night, what a good walk. I knew the wolf wouldn't find me. And then the final page is the wolf peering at her through her bedroom window. Show it me. Yeah. Yeah, with piercing white eyes just looming over her when she's in bed saying, oh, but you must travel through these woods again and again, and you must be lucky to avoid the wolf every time. But the wolf, the wolf only needs enough luck to find you once. Oh, yes. Love that was you, very Emily close Carol. to un- an unintentional howl that we both yeah. did. Ow. Ow. We love I, you, Emily yeah, Carroll. We do love her. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Halloween, everyone. This happy will be coming Halloween. out the day after, but... Dia de los Muertos, make an altar. Yep. Appreciate the people that have passed on. Mm-hmm. They're still here in some way. Yeah. You know, draw a skeleton. Celebrate yeah. everyone. Think about how you're your own skeleton. There's one inside all of us. Yep. Inside of all of us. Yeah. Try we not to have think about it too that much. potential. I know. It's <laughs> awful. Okay, we love you very much. Love you so much. And see you we'll in hell. See you in hell, and we and love, love you. you. Goodbye. Bye.